Where's the goddamn internet on this shit? All right, welcome to Um That Just Happened, the podcast that makes your commute suck just a little bit less. Pre-recorded at the FTC, edited at Lazarus Bay Studios, recorded for posterity on October 8th, 2014, as we continue our Halloween-themed shows. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. We've got a very special guest here with us today. I'd like to introduce yourself from Spectre Paranormal Investigations. <laughs> Investigations you got it, yeah. Nick Lantini. Not investigator. Investigations. Yeah. But I am an investigator for paranormal activity, I guess you want to say. Yeah, don't fuck that up, right? There's a big difference between the pros and the not-so-pros. There is. I agree with that. Find them on Facebook now. Pause the podcast. Go to Facebook. We'll probably post a link on our website. Our, our website. Our webpage. Facebook.com forward slash hashtag spelled out U-T-J-H. Um, you can find a link to his page there. Like his page. Follow his work. We'll talk about some of that coming up in Open Forum. But uh, before we get to Open Forum, let's go to podcast news. You the music? All right, internationally, Ghana, still killing it, of course. We are the number one podcast in Ghana. Got some new listeners across the globe in... You're going to make fun of me on this one because it's a Filipino city. Quezon City, Philippines. (laughs) I'm just going to ask David to come back on and see if he can pronounce it for me because David... (laughs) Obviously, his uh, Filipino accent's a lot better than mine. Now, this is from the Netherlands, a uh, Dutch city called Hellevoetsluis. Hello. <laughs> Hellevoetsluis. Freud Levin. Yeah, I don't know. Lewis. I don't know. But um, welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. Voorhees, New Jersey. It's kind of sounding like a Halloween-themed... Jason Voorhees, yeah, Friday yeah. the 13th. People following us, yeah. Yeah, that or Lark Voorhees, who's batshit crazy now. The trick from Save the Black Trick from Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. That's gone. That is Nick from, shout out to You're Gonna Get a Disease. Yeah. Uh, underrated hot chick, or, I don't know, he thinks she's the hottest chick on uh, Saved by the Bell. Oh, we're gonna talk about underrated hot chicks a little bit later in Um, I Just Saw. Yeah, no, um, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, FDW. Welcome to the show, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Oh, Philly, PA, the roots and shit. What's up, guys? And I don't remember if we shout out some welcome to San Antonio, Texas, but welcome San Antonio, Texas. Go Spurs. Probably my second favorite basketball team. <laughs> Find the Bulls. Find us on iTunes. Click five stars. Leave us some comments. Find us on Podomatic.com. We can tell where you're from and how many we have. Find us on SoundCloud.com. We can tell where you're from. I was going to say, if it's San Antonio, Texas, it's probably my dad. Oh, right He's on. He's listening. Oh, Shout nice. out to Nick's dad. He's always listening. Hope you're listening to this one. This is the one your son's on. Find his Facebook page. Get the like. <laughs> but yeah, find us on iTunes. Click five stars. Leave us some comments. Find us on Podomatic.com, the original home of Um That Just Happened. Although, Oh, my apologies to everyone out there. For those of you who had trouble with the link on Facebook, this guy. We uh, posted the SoundCloud link as well, which people also had trouble with. So do what you can to find us. If you can't find us, hit us up. I'll get you the episode. I'll fi- figure out a way to find it, uh, find its way onto your computer, into your home. And I don't really know how to transfer files to phones, but uh, to computers, hit us up. We'll get it there. Okay. Um, other than that, we are making progress on the t-shirt drive. We're getting at um, our t-shirt drive is going to be partially sponsored by Elementshirts.com for in case shit happens. We'll get to their uh, sponsored segment a little later in the show. It's going to be the market. Mark 1, hashtag UTJH in black and white, the original limited edition. The Mark 1. Mark 1. 
like the Iron Man costumes in case you couldn't keep up with that shit. <laughs> we're going to do an extremely limited run. We Again, we are getting partial sponsorship, but we're backing this out of our own pocket in hopes to at least break even, maybe sell some shirts. And if we make enough money off the Mark 1 Release 1, we might do a Mark 1 Release 2. And do a second run. Or we might do a Mark 2. So if those of you who are interested... Now, aliminsurance.com, we have an unofficial agreement that they get first crack at anything that you know we need a sponsor for. And they'll say no. If they say no, then we'll open it up to other sponsors out there if you're interested in sponsoring um, That Just Happened, um, backing our shirt run, or you know just sponsoring a segment of the show. Hit us up. Let us know. we got plenty of listeners. We're the number one podcast in Ghana. So if you need to sell anything over there, or Wichita, Kansas, Wichita, Kansas back on top locally in the United States, just slowly or marginally edging out Chicago in terms of listens and downloads. Yikes. So thanks for listening, guys. Really appreciate it. Hit us up sometime. We really got to figure out who's in Wichita, Kansas. Just one of the big mysteries of... Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's been 23-some-odd episodes, and we still haven't been hit up from one single person from Wichita, Kansas, and that's where we get most of our listeners from. Yeah, so now officially episode 24. Yeah. You're number one in uh, domestic downloads. You don't know who you are. Maybe it's just one guy downloading over and over again. I'm okay with that, too. I want to meet him. <laughs> just like this awkward stalker. I love the sound of your voice. <laughs> I was actually told that at work. I know we don't talk about work, but I had a woman tell me that the other day. She's like, you can tell me anything. I was like, all right, this is getting awkward. I'll see you later. True story. Did she say she loves the sound of your voice? Yes. Wow. You do have a very soothing voice. I, say I, ha- that. I have a very original voice. I don't know how soothing it is. I haven't really had any complaints besides the fact that my wife complains that she can't hear me sometimes because she's like, you mumble. I'm like, I don't mumble. My voice is just low. What? Huh? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> fucking jag off. <laughs> I might call you later on tonight and be like, Adam, tell me a story. <laughs> no, we keep playing back the beers like this. We're, we're not going to have a choice. He's going to drunk dial Adam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, moving on from podcast news, let's move straight into the shout out section. Hey, kill up the goat. <laughs> Alright, Rodney and I are sharing a shout out this week to our sister Jessica, who had her beautiful daughter Eliana. And our new brother Johnny. And our new brother Johnny, excuse me. Had their daughter Eliana. Beautiful girl. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her yet. They're a little far away for me to be driving over there and, you know, I've been taking care of the kids a lot. It's Maria's sister. She was very excited, so, you know, I held the fort down a little bit so she could run over there. Then the next day, she just took the kids anyway and went over there, so. For those of you keeping score at home, Sandra's the eldest, Maria's the second, (laughs) Jessica's number three, and Jenny's number four, which, Jenny, take your time about having kids. Mm-hmm. There's no hurry. She's the only one that has it. It's not a race. It really isn't. But congratulations. I Like I said, cannot wait to meet her. And I think that's about it for me in terms of shout outs. Yeah. Shout out to my wife. Uh, this week I watched Sebastian and Cecilia by myself for one of the first times for an elongated period of time. And Sebastian shit so much that it went up his back into his hair. I had to give him a bath while Cecilia was trying to shut the bathroom door on me. And it turned into this big whole fiasco. And she got home and I just thanked her instantly for being able to do that. Because, man, that's some rough shit. Literally. All right, that's it for me. Nick, you got any shout outs? Oh, yeah, actually, uh, two shout outs. Um... Am I allowed to have two? Sure, shout out all you want. Okay. First shout out, I'd like to uh, shout out to my uh, sister and my brother-in-law, Kelly and Jean Ingalls, for uh, helping me out and putting me up uh, the past uh, month while I go through a uh, crazy time in my life. And just want to let them know, thank you for putting up with my shit and helping me out this past month. And also, uh, shout out to John Rafferty for uh, helping me move into the new house. Yeah, good job, Raff. Yeah, he, he did a real good job. Real good job. Not bad for an old dude, I'll tell you that. Now, Nick, I know you've been listening to the show. We've been named, fucking Luke, the sister podcast of You're Gonna Get a Disease. I've been told on that show that if you go up to girls and say, hey, flash me, I need this, 
it works. Are you asking me from experience? No, no, or? I'm just <laughs> some advice. Well, some advice. Yeah. Some advice for your trying times. I uh, wouldn't necessarily uh, recommend doing that. Um, <laughs> well, apparently Luke did it. Um, I've been slapped in the face before, so... Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Okay, I got a couple of birthday shout-outs to our friend Gabby. Frankie, who was just on the podcast, episode 23. We're now recording episode 24, which by the time this airs, it'll be Frankie's birthday. So it's really, his episode will come out the week before. Shout-outs to my friend Lisa, my friend Deanna, and of course, last but not least, uh, birthday's coming up, my lovely, lovely wife, Sandra, whose birthday it will be by the time this podcast airs, or the week of, at least anyways, before we release episode 25. You make um, me feel like I don't have enough friends. Every time I do a shout-out, it's like, yeah, hey, I want to give a shout-out to this one person. You're like, I got 15 shout-outs to give, so yeah, I'm just over here like, damn it. Truth be told, I just checked the Facebook calendar for birthdays. <laughs> Figure, yeah, I have one of my friends here that, you know, I give him a shout-out on the birthday, maybe listen. Or happy day after your birthday. Something yeah. you want to do. Happy day I was waiting for that. Oh, I wish uh, my best friend Chris. I can't believe I missed him on the last uh, episode. He was the best man in my wedding. One of the two best men, the other one being Nelson. I completely forgot to give him a shout-out for his birthday, so happy belated shout-out. I did wish him a happy day after your birthday. The new thing I'm doing, because the day after your birthday is usually the shittiest day of the year. I'll agree to that. All right, now moving on from shout-outs to our open forum. This week... With having Nick here, and it being Halloween season, I wanted him to talk a little bit about his organization that he just recently started with, Jagoff's Scott Damar, who was supposed to be here and isn't. So, Scott, if you're listening, yeah, we're going to have some words. Yeah, we are going to have some words. <laughs> he is my uh, better half in the whole organization, but he uh, decided that uh, he had something more fucking important to do today. Unbelievable. So, anyway, where do you want me to start? So, Spectre Paranormal Investigations. Mm-hmm. Investigations. Yes. Yeah. Shuns. Shuns, like we do the Amish. Right. What made you start it? Well, I've always had a love for the paranormal. Always believed in it. I had a, quite a few experiences throughout my life. Now, can you touch on a little bit the difference between paranormal and supernatural? Paranormal and supernatural. I mean, paranormal, it could be basically ghosts. Paranormal could be anything that's like like UFOs or something like that. But normally, to me, it works more so along the lines of ghost hunting and looking for things, proof, evidence behind that. Supernatural is um, more like mysticism, mysticism I think, Mysticism, right? right. It's more supernatural is more of like... Yeah, magic or any witchcraft, stuff like that. Okay. Unexplained sciences. Yeah, unexplained sciences. I started with ghost hunting, if you want to call it that, a few years ago, but I really never got into fancy equipment or anything like we have now. When I came across with my partner, Scott, we got together, we started talking about things, and like myself, quite a few paranormal experiences throughout his life, and we decided to go ahead and get an organization going to show that there is something out there. There is a world beyond what we're living in right now. Okay. Can you talk a little bit how you got into ghost hunting? Like, where'd you start? Join a group? Or... We just pretty much started off together. We went on and were like, okay, we could do this. And we pretty much knew what we were looking for or what we were going to do with it. Mm-hmm. So we went on and we purchased some equipment and decided to go and look at some pretty active places and do some videotaping, digital recording, and use some of the specialized equipment that we have, like a SB7 spirit box, which basically switches through radio frequency at a very fast rate, creating the white noise that spirits can speak through. Also, we have a piece of equipment called an Ovilus 3 that piece of equipment it's like a dictionary for the spirit to use it's got like i think it's a 500 word bank the spirit can use the word bank and manipulate it to say what it wants to say one word at a time and therefore the obvious will show it on its screen and the obvious voice will speak the word as well what so we got infrared cameras and full spectrum stuff so i don't know if you remember the movie poltergeist oh yeah you remember that little spell buddy (coughs) thing she had Uh that's exactly what the obvious (laughs) 
sounds like. It's fucking freaky. I'm Dude, if you walk around with a little midget old lady, I'm totally <laughs> down to go. And at what time do you get a proton pack? Because I'm only going to sign up if like, I have just a full nuclear particle accelerator on my bag. I think he's doing oh, we're hunting, not busting. Uh, yeah, right. We're not exactly. Yeah. We're not ghostbusters. Yeah. We're ghost hunters. So we find out if we're there, then we call the ghostbusters. Yeah, start with a bow and arrow. Right. You know, <laughs> ghost bow and arrow. I'll give you a crucifix. How about that? Oh, my mom works in the archdiocese, so I am stocked full of that. Yeah, and why do vampires only attack Catholics? I don't know. What do Jews do? Because we're assholes. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, in the movie Dracula 2000, they had a good theory about that, which I like, where Dracula was actually Judas. So the reason why he's all scared of the cross is it's his own fault kind of thing, and he was cursed to live forever, but only at a half-life of the nighttime, which is a nice spin on it, because I remember watching the movie like, wow, this movie sucks, but that was pretty fucking cool. That was that was an interesting take, so. I kind of want to watch that new movie, Dracula. Oh, yeah, I've seen the previous one. I, anyway. I think it looks pretty good. I digress. I can do a Netflix on that one. Mm-hmm. But getting to the equipment that you're talking about using, you ever run into, I mean, obviously there's probably like a network of community people where you find this equipment or probably some sites where you can buy, yes. understand what it does. You ever run into somebody peddling equipment that's just like, no, that's not... I personally haven't run into anybody like that. I've heard of stories that don't buy from just anybody or the site that we buy from. A little bit of a shout out here to Ghost Stop. They're out of Florida. They specialize in paranormal investigation equipment and they also do investigations, paranormal investigations in Florida as well. Everything there that we purchase that we use is uh, awesome quality. I have no complaints and the pricing is great for it too because you can spend thousands upon thousands of dollars on certain equipment but the stuff that we got there is uh, great quality and great pieces as well. So like going back to the obvious box and no I don't have a little midget lady that follows me around yet. <laughs> I'm looking for one though. So Take if you're a midget lady yeah. and you're interested in Hit working with I'm here. And you're in the greatest area. Yeah. Alright so let's set up a clip. Talk about this clip. Let me know what it's about kind of thing. Yeah Nick's gonna get me some clips that I can insert into the audio and uh, right now he's gonna do an intro for uh, one of the clips he's gonna share with us. One of the clips that I want to share it was taken at, at a private residence in Bridgeview, Illinois. We were there at a... It's not far from the FTC? No. No, not far at all. Oh, and by the way, I'm super fucking ecstatic to be here in the super secret headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, I'm, if you, it, really, if you guys, everybody out there listening can see what this place looks like, it is fucking awesome. Yeah, with so, much, telling you. With so much drama in the FTC, it's yeah. kind of hard to be But anyway, moving on from there, Bridgeview, Illinois, we were called there by somebody, actually a short notice investigation people that just had moved into the house. Their son kept noticing different things or hearing different things, so we got called up and we went over there. Our ovulus box basically led us through the house and it told us certain things after I would ask certain questions. And one of the things was it told me to climb. As I was passing through the hallway and going into another room, it told me to climb and I noticed that in the hallway there was a uh, an access to an attic. So I went out to the attic and I asked it, do you want me to climb up there with you? Do you want me to come up there with you? And then after I said that, the ovulus responded back to me and said under that point i asked the uh, the person that we were, were uh, doing the investigation for if they had a basement or a crawl space and of course the answer to that was yes and uh, it was a crawl space and needless to say that i crawled down there and uh, did a couple of spirit box sessions the sb7 which goes through the radio frequencies very fast and we caught some good evidence uh one where we asked what the, the uh spirit's name was and the spirit responds and that's one of the clips that the first clip i'd like to show What's your name? Mark. Mark. You heard that? Yeah. And then the second clip is we asked if there was a body down in the crawl space, and the spirit responded, that's right. 
Is your body down there? That's right. Oh man. So we have that and then also an additional clip. We did a different house who a uh, another client told us that they believed that they had a spirit of a little child in the home. We went through the house during the investigation. My partner, Scott, was in the room by himself. He was running a uh, EVP session, and he asked the question if the owner of the home was the spirit's friend. And throughout that, we, uh, we picked up on both of our camera's audio and our digital recorder audio, a growl. We didn't know that, that that happened at the time. We didn't know it until we reviewed the evidence. A lot of the times when we something happens, audio, we won't hear it until we review our video or audio evidence, you know, which could be the next day or several days later. But after that, after that had happened in that, after that particular point where that incident did occur, we ended up going into the basement of this house and started asking questions in the basement and our ovulus box responded to us, demon and placate. Placate meaning don't make something mad. A lot of the times I don't consider myself a demonologist but I do read books. I study demonology. You dabble? I dabble. <laughs> I dabble with the Ouija board once in a while. A bit know, of a novice. I'm a bit of a novice, but a lot of the times they say that the de a demon will disguise itself as something that, you know, like that's a child or something else, shit. you know. So well, those are clips that I'd like to share, the growl clip and the intelligent responses to our questions at the uh, Bridgeview House. You ever get a chance, I don't know if you've ever read up about it, shadow demons? I don't know if you ever read about what those are. I've had an experience with them. We'll probably end up talking about that. I'll post a story on your page, something that people can read about. Everybody's had some kind of unexplained experience, whether it's ghosts or whatever it is, you know it's happened to you. So if you ever want to just share a story, feel free to hit these guys up on the Facebook page. Just type away. You'd be surprised how fast the memories hit you once you start getting them on, well, not paper, but, you know, right. internet paper. But yeah, that's some spooky but shit. Absolutely. Fire away. If anybody has stories that they want to share, pictures that they want to share, um, that they think that there is some type of uh, paranormal uh, activity going Going on let us know we're, we're always open to see it and you know we love seeing things from all over the place and if you post something that we think is valuable that's great evidence you might win something from us oh, nice. a t-shirt something or actually you know we might invite you to go on an investigation actually adam here is uh, going oh, yeah. with us to peoria we're just waiting on a booking date we're going to check out the uh, peoria asylum in bartonville illinois it has a long history I'm going to wear, like, six pairs of underwear at right. night. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring a lot of Depends for him. <laughs> Lots of fucking Depends. Now, but, uh, the whole time you were talking about going through these houses, for some reason, the one movie that came to mind was Stir of Echoes. Echoes, Echoes, Echoes. You ever mm -hmm. see that shit? Yep. You're, you're a guitar player, too. Yep. So I'm sure you know that whole thing got yes. to you, too. So if you haven't checked that movie out, do that. It's filmed in Chicago. Uh, I mean, it's not a scary, scary movie, but it will fuck. No, it's, it's Stir of Echoes. I've seen it before. Great movie. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Gotta love him. <laughs> Especially when he's tearing the basement apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just moved into a new house, so, you know, if I start... <laughs> If I start tearing my basement apart, guys coming to get me. All right, I'll be right there. <laughs> You're five minutes away now, so it's a hot skip and a jump. I'll wait, 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 wait. Not five minutes. We can't tell them where we're at. Well, it's a super secret headquarters. You don't know where the FTC is, so it's, you know, frame of reference could be. Yeah, everyone kind of gives away. I a live bit at. More. <laughs> All right, let's move on. You good? I'm good. All right, cool. All right, we're moving on to our corrections department. David Merkel, our resident correction officer, is in 
in here. So, Ronnie, what do you got? Well, so it turns out the ship in Alien was Nostromo. I said it, didn't I? Yeah, just to confirm an uncertainty. The Silverhawk ship, I'm going to hang my head in shame and admit that I did not know the name of the Silverhawk ship, which was the Mirage. Ah. And Adam does not actually have an Xbox One. He has an Xbox 360. Oh, shit. My bad. It's all right. We won't fault you for that, because we all make mistakes, and we all have regrets in life. But whatever your regrets are, paying too much for insurance should not be one of them. So for seriously good coverage at a seriously low price, call a limb insurance and get a free quote today. Call 312-945-6254, or visit their website at aliminsurance.com. That's A-L-I-M for a limb, because they won't charge you an arm and a leg. A limb insurance, in case you have Alright, moving on to the fuck you department, one of my favorite segments. This week I got some pretty big fuck yous. Fuck you to my PS3 and PS4 because I have a lot of horror movies. But I was like, I want to watch a Blu-ray, a very specific Blu-ray. So I was like, let me watch Insidious 2. Put in the PS3. For some reason wouldn't read that there was a disc in there at all. So I was like, fuck it, I got a PS4 right next to it. Put in the PS4. And it read that there was a disc. I go to play, it says, cannot read disc. I was like, alright. Well, you actually have another too. PS3. Yeah, I didn't even bother with that one. But then I was like, fuck it, let me put in the DVD. I put in the DVD and for some reason it was playing the subtitles all fucking wrong. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. And I ended up not seeing the movie. And then I realized that it's on Netflix anyway. So I could have just watched it. Also, fuck you to Fox. <laughs> Support our movement, the FFFF Fuck Foxes Fantastic Four. The story's getting worse. Support our movement, jump on our bandwagon before everybody else jumps on that bandwagon. So here's the thing. Not only am I giving a fuck you to Fantastic Four and Rodney and our whole movement, Marvel is giving the fuck you to Fantastic Four as well. Because Michael B. Jordan, the black guy that's playing the Human Torch, there's no point in me mentioning that he's a black guy, whatever. Michael B. Jordan is saying that the suits in question for the movie, which they haven't shown any pictures of this movie yet. They show like one picture of Doctor Doom, which is one more reason why it's just like, this is gonna look fucking like shit. Even if it looks amazing, fuck that movie. They're gonna be in like containment suits. They're not gonna be like how they are in the comic books, you know, like just form-fitting suits and everything. No, they're going to be real big bulky suits. And he pulled the same tagline as Kate Morrow saying, yeah, the director really didn't want to lean towards anything that was in the comic books before. You idiots! It's like G.I. Joe all over again. <laughs> it's been around since the 60s for a reason. It's 1960, I think, Fantastic Four has been around. 61, 60s, yeah. Why would you fuck up something that's worked for that long already? And Marvel, who wanted Fantastic Four back, was trying to buy back the rights, and Fox is like, no, we want the rights. And they don't want the rights for Fantastic Four. No, no, no. They want to hold on to rights in case they want to make a Silver Surfer movie and use Galactus. It's it. The cloud. So they're only using Fantastic Four as a <coughs> fuck you to Marvel. Like, no, we don't even want the characters, but we're going to make a movie anyway. And Marvel is basically saying, fuck you. We're discontinuing the characters completely. They're taking them out of the continuity of the comic books. You know how big that is? Fantastic Four was Marvel's very first comic book under the name Marvel Comic Book. So, for them to say, fuck you, you could keep that shit, we're not gonna touch it anymore. If this fuck you isn't enough for Fantastic Four, then Marvel's doing it by themselves. So fuck you, Fox's Fantastic Four. I hope everyone on that set gets burned alive by the Human Torch. Unless Kate Mara gets naked. Unless Kate Mara gets naked. Which, <laughs> then we'll watch the movie. But by the way, Marvel, not owned by Disney, my sources tell me, through the Disney properties and people who do business with Disney, you don't fuck with the mouse. So I hope you guys just take it hard 
on this deal, and I hope your movie flops, urging everybody not to even give it the opportunity. Uh, Side note, though, Sony, who owns the rights to Spider-Man, is saying that they're very interested in doing a merger with Sony and Disney to have Spider-Man in the Avengers movies. I heard that was a pipe dream, kind of a rumor. If they could pull it off, it would be pretty cool. Yeah. Because Nelson would blow his load all over the fucking place. My brother would fucking lose it. Nick, you got any fuck yous this week? Yeah, actually, I do. I have a, uh, a big fuck you to... Scott DeMar. Scott DeMar, yes. <laughs> Scott Tamar, my uh, business partner in uh, Spectre Paranormal Investigations, for not being here tonight and letting me put up with this bullshit on my own. <laughs> and then my also really, really, really big fuck you to my fucking couch for not fitting... <laughs> For not fitting through the front door of my new fucking house, or the back door for that matter, because I tried again today. Gotta be a tight fit in the back door. Yeah, yeah, it was a tight fit in the back door. I, I thought it was gonna go through, but it's just, yeah, it's just too wide on the ends, it, yeah. But anyway, uh, big fuck you to the couch, and now I'm gonna have to get my tool bag out and take your back off. Fuck your couch, nigga! <laughs> Buy another one, you rich motherfucker! Fuck your couch, nigga! Fuck your couch! Darknesses! Darknesses! Yeah, those are my two big fuck Fuck you. Fuck you, Scott Damar, and fuck my couch. Not at, not at the same time. <laughs> that was wrong. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. All right, Rodney, what do you got? So, um, this is going to be a kind of out of order because my, and I don't know why this totally slipped in my mind, episode 23, I even hashtagged it on a post to um, that just happens Facebook page. I was going to talk about the airport dog in my, um, I just saw that, about how KLM is using, I don't know if it's like a corgi or some sort of mixed breed dog to find lost items on planes and return them to people who are at the airport. There's this commercial online where they show YouTube airport dog when you get a chance. They send a dog through the plane. They found an item. The dog smells the item, and then he runs through the airport and tries to find the commercial. He's showing, oh, I found the owner of the cell phone, or oh, I found the owner of this little kid's the little kid's doll. I found the little kid. It was so amazing, and I'm you know big dog fan. I think yes, everybody here is a you know, uh, dog lover, and um, do a lot of well, we try to find homes for dogs who don't have homes. I guess mostly the dogs that are bred at the uh, the construction yard that our father-in-law owns. And I thought it was totally awesome until there were response to that post where KLM actually is not using this dog. The dog just represents how they would like to go the extra mile to help people find their lost belonging. Dog doesn't necessarily work at KLM. The dog is an actor dog. Can't really do all those tricks. So he doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Watch the video. It'll tug at your heartstrings and then when you realize that the video is fake, you'll send a fuck you to KLM too. Fucking bastards. I was was about ready to fly KLM to some random place just to see this dog (laughs) in action. But um, yeah, it was all a ruse. Well, I mean, the fact that they're using a corgi, you should have known that it was fake anyway. I mean, a corgi... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it kind of looked like a corgi. I don't know if it was a corgi. Oh, okay. Corgi-ish. Corgi-ish dog. Corgi-ish. <laughs> All right. Any more fuck yous? No. Okay. Fuck no. you, Adam. Wow. Oh, wow. I'm just kidding. Unbelievable. All right. Moving on from the fuck you department to pissing on graves. With it being Halloween season, we're trying to keep that theme. So this week, I was going to piss on the grave of Boris Karloff, the amazing actor that he is. We'll get to the reason why in a second. But I decided not to go with that and decided to go with the director of the 1931 Frankenstein movie, the black and white, it's a classic, director James Whale. James Whale was born in 1889, died 1957. He's born in Worcestershire, England, and died in Hollywood, L.A., California. So he made a pretty distinctive jump in his life. He directed a lot of movies. <coughs> 
23 for the time that it was. Don't get me wrong, I love the Frankenstein movie. It is a classic, very, very inaccurate from the book. If you've ever, ever read Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, do that. It's an awesome, awesome read. Gothic literature at its best. But the reason why I have a problem with that fucking movie is A, that was the start of when people thought that Frankenstein monster should be called Frankenstein. I mean, they never called him that in the movie, but still. And B, that was the start of the whole he's got a boxed head with the bolts on his neck. That shit pissed me off. So fuck you, James Whale, for having the decision to do that. You could have just gone awesome with makeup and stuff like that, which they had it back in the 1930s and the late 20s. I mean, you've seen Nosferatu. Too. That shit was fucking amazing. So fuck you to James Whale. Also, he directed The Bride of Frankenstein and The Invisible Man. Never saw it. <laughs> Alright, that that was pissing on grades the James Whale edition. Who James Wan, the director of Insidious, very similar names, and also two awesome movies. Alright, moving on from pissing on grades to actually my favorite segment. This right here is my favorite segment. The um I just saw. I think every week I say a different part's my favorite segment, but um I just saw is really, really up there. This week I just saw the first four episodes of Sons of Anarchy, excuse me, Sons of Anarchy, which is holding up my bet with David Merkel. I'm about four or five episodes in, and I can't, it's hard to get into that fucking show. I don't know if it's just me, maybe I'm used to the whole Breaking Bad thing, but trying to watch a bunch of guys running around and doing shit in broad daylight and not getting in trouble for it and pissing off the cops and doing all that, I'm not rooting for these guys. They're they're all fucking bullies to me. So it's like, why, why would I root for these guys that I would think were jagoffs if I met them in real life? So, I don't know. We'll see if the show starts progressing a little bit more. I do feel for Jax having a premature son, considering the fact that I was two months premature. So, whatever. So far, the baby's the only one I've related to in the whole fucking show. And Jax is the vice president? Yes. And Peggy Bundy's son? Yes. It gets even more confusing as you watch it. And then they throw out all these fucking acronyms. SOA, Sam Crow, and they're using an acronym for this, acronym for that. I'm like, enough. And I still don't know what a VIG is. Almost every episode, they talk about the VIG. According to the VIG, and it's just like, I don't know. What a VIG is. Well, how do they explain in the VIG? I don't know. VIG is interesting. Like the context? Yeah, like like the the VIG is due. I'm like, what? well, the VIG is. Why don't you is, just uh, like? Do you have to say VIG? You can't just. I can answer that. I, I, I know you're Italian, so go ahead. Well, okay. <laughs> the VIG basically is what the juice loan is on the street. You go to the street, get money, and you got to pay a VIG. VIG is the juice loan. So why don't they just say that? Well, I. So can I walk into like a Toyota dealership and be like, hey, can I get a point nine VIG? They're not gonna know what you're talking about. They'll probably look at you and kick you no, out. Some, but... some guy's gonna be like <laughs> leaning back with a cigar and I'm like, I'll take that. Hey, did somebody say VIG over here? <laughs> I got this loan. Also, um, I just saw 1408. Uh, John Cusack, John Samuel, Cusack Jas- Samuel Jackson. Who else is it? Was it? Was there anybody else in there? I don't know. I still haven't seen 1407. Motherfucker. <laughs> anyway, 1408. If you have not seen that movie, it's very, very, very good, in my opinion. One of the best psychological thrillers to come out in a long time. If you ever read Dante's Inferno, it borrows a lot from that with, you know, the different levels of hell, which seems like what he's going through inside this one hotel room. And I'll try not to explain too much about it because there are a lot of spoilers in that movie. There's a line that he sees his deceased father in a room. I'm sorry, he's not deceased, but he sees his father in a room. And the father says to him, what you are, I was, what I am, you will be. 
movie, and I don't know why that's st- that stuck with me, but that was like I remember watching that in the theater and being like, man, that's a cold ass line to have written in there. Written by Stephen King, so if you ever get a chance, check it out. Awesome, awesome, awesome flick. Yeah, I do. I do appreciate the movie myself too. It, it is an awesome flick. Yeah, I think that's it for me for right now. I'll probably end up bringing something else up at some point. Yeah, Nick, you see anything this week? I know you've been moving. So I, been yeah, moving. I've been d- during the move. I uh, trying to attempt to go see Annabelle. Really looking forward to that. We gotta do that. Um, we'll have a mandate, Adam. <laughs> Just because we, you know, fuck Scott Damar. He's, he's not invited. <laughs> no, we'll invite him and then send him to another theater. Exactly. Like, we'll send him to the, you know, like, the uh, police academy. Oh, yeah. Or they send him to the gay bar. Yeah, that's what we're going to do to Scott Damar. We're just going to be like, yeah, we're going to be at this theater and just send him somewhere else. But, um, yeah, I, I haven't really uh, got a chance to watch anything <coughs> scary this week. I don't know why I plan on, when I go home tonight, I want to watch Darkness Falls for some reason. I was just looking at that on Netflix, and I was like, wow, Darkness Falls. Yeah, it's a, the evil... Witch Tooth Fairy, and it's just, uh, to me, it's a great concept. East Coast, uh, a lot of shit happens on the East Coast because of the witchery and everything else, and the, and, uh, the Salem Witch, the trials, Salem Witch trials and everything that happened way, way back then when our forefathers came to this wonderful country that we have today. And I say that with all sarcasm. <laughs> and East Coast, yeah, I love it. A lot of history behind it. So I might go home tonight and throw in that DVD since I don't have cable yet. You could borrow one of my DVDs if you want to keep on I might. I'm, I'm, I'm eyeing them. I might not borrow them since you have mentioned that. That Italian, since you mentioned an Italian comment earlier, I might not borrow the DVD. Oh, you're the not whole, Italian? No, the whole fucking DVD rack might be gone by the time you turn your fucking head. Oh, but, yeah, you'll be paying me a vig to get them back. So, oh, but yeah, Darkness Falls, looking, look, maybe go home and watch that. But yeah, I'm, I want to get in to see Annabelle or something this week and look into some new scary movies. It is Halloween season and it's my favorite time of the year. Yeah, I mean, that's all I want to do during Halloween season. You keep the Christmas music and all that stuff just keep the Halloween movies coming right oh also I feel like there have been a lot of horror movies concerning the Tooth Fairy lately you got Darkness Falls mm-hmm. which is a little dated there's, there's like maybe three or four other ones that have come out in the past ten years there's the one with Katie Holmes that was like a Tooth Fairy movie that was uh with director Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro I think had something to do with that one I don't know it just seems like there's a, a trend going on you know vampires are out Tooth Fairies are in maybe they're, they should just have Tooth Fairies take the fucking teeth of the vampires and everyone will be happy Kind of thing. I mean, that would be cool. Instead of Vampire Hunter, like, right. like they, don't, they don't kill the vampire, they just they pull take those your teeth, teeth out. Yeah, and yeah. like, alright, now what do you got? Now he's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> I'm so hungry. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Sorry, Pappy. Yeah. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> alright, Rodney, what do you got? So, yeah, the airport dog. <laughs> Or going back to the airport dog. Going back to the airport dog, which I thought was a really cool video. It's still an entertaining video. Worth a watch. Also, um, I just saw this week, this really great, uh, I don't know, I get lost in YouTube sometimes, especially when I'm editing and looking for drops. I saw this video of a guy who came home, well, a guy and his daughter. His daughter had to have been, you know, one, one, two years old, which kind of hits home for me because, you know, my son's almost two. And she was playing with her dad on the couch, and, you know, her dad had like a full-on hipster beard, you know, down to, you know, probably mid-chest. And uh, he's playing peekaboo with his daughter and you know she's doing, having a good time playing peekaboo hides his face under the sheet and his peekaboo peeks his head out of the sheet so he said I'll be right back so he goes off he shaves the beard completely and he does plays peekaboo with her daughter and his daughter just loses her uh, shit so if you, you get a chance to watch that video I saw somebody posting that I, I never got a chance to see it but it was good yeah it was hilarious just the little things that you know enjoy on uh, YouTube I also saw a video of elephants drawing like literally elephants drawing pictures of other elephants with hate brushes now I'm a little jaded by this airport dog I don't know if I could believe the elephants can actually draw other elephants. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I heard elephants are pretty intelligent. Somebody find out if those elephants can really draw, or you know, do I have to send another? Are they intelligent, or do they just have really good memory? Because I, I don't know. I say, well, so say an elephant never forgets. That's what they, uh, I don't know. But any, yeah, yeah. Show me an elephant who can draw, and I'll make you a million dollars. Yeah, okay. I heard they're um, really good employees that work for Peanuts. Not much of a vague when you... There we go again with the oh, vague. Elephants money. You guys invited me over here to, to bash Italians, didn't you? This big thing. <laughs> we're, we're expanding but our vocabulary. I feel discriminated against. Speaking of Peanuts and it being Halloween season, those circus Peanuts, how do you guys feel about those? I don't give them piss away. Me off. I like them. They taste good, but they piss me off. because The just, first 15 if I gotta of them work taste for food, good. Oh, wait, wait, the orange ones. You're yeah. talking about the, mar- the marshmallow orange ones? Yeah. Oh, no. oh, the candy yeah, ones? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I like them. I thought you were talking about the actual circus. Peanuts. No, I thought you were talking about the real circus no, that's, peanuts. That's, Those that, piss me off. That ranks slightly above my hate for candy corn. I can't stand candy. I love corn. candy corn. No, I gotta but, agree but with you, you on that too, Adam. I love candy corn. But you, you can only have like a handful of it before it's just like I don't want any more candy corn. <laughs> and why is <laughs> candy corn never wrapped? It's never wrapped. It's always loose. That's just okay. kind of throw it, you know. That's so guys like pappy pedophiles can throw shit in there. <laughs> Right. I got some candy for you, little boy. Mm. But I'll take I'll take the peanuts in the candy corn over the pennies that people get. Yeah, <laughs> or like you know the the apples or razor blades. Fuck that. Oh, uh, speaking of forefathers, shout out to Nelson Flores since it's going to be Columbus Day. I know you have a lot of fucking thoughts on that whole thing, so feel free to hit us up with that bullshit. Also, my um, I just saw that this week. My brother hates Christopher Columbus. You know what? This is you know this is Italian bashing shit here. Uh, <laughs> You had to bring it up, Adam. You had to bring it up. I gotta call my Uncle Tony and Uncle Vito now. We're gonna oh, take Christ. care of things. We're gonna set things straight here. Put him in the it. fucking bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, go ahead, Rodney. Also, my um, I just saw that. I don't know if I'll be able to edit out that little buzzing on my phone, but somebody actually, you know, one of my coworkers sent me a, a text message that one of our uh, well, former coworkers made the chive, and I haven't really gotten a chance to look at the picture because obviously we're recording on my phone, and I Wait, just see... Is the chive like a smaller version of the onion? No. No. Oh. You would think, though. Yeah, I just... I, yeah. just thought I'd throw that out there. I'll send you a Did link of what the chive is. Yeah. Kind of along Thank the same lines. I'm here all week. Be sure to see <laughs> your waitresses. You're going to see the chive and you're going to just gonna send me a text message back saying, Thank you. Thank you, Thank you so much. <laughs> all I saw in the text message was two hot girls and what could have been our former co-worker just creepily staring at them in the background. <laughs> oh, um, I love you. I'll check out that picture later, but <clears throat> kudos to you if you made the chive. That's pretty freaking awesome. Oh, and uh, Nick, do you have you seen um, Breaking Bad? I'm. You know what? Honest to God, not a, not a fan of it. Not to say I'm not a fan of it. I never got into it. Okay. I've been doing uh, Breaking Bad updates. For, uh, I'm binge watching. I was a little late to the game. I felt like I was missing out on what everybody else was talking about. And by the time I finish Breaking Bad, we're going to do a Breaking Bad versus Walking Dead podcast where we're going to have people argue for or against Walking Dead versus Breaking Bad. Well, when you do that podcast, I will be here because I am an avid Walking Dead fan. So, oh, so I, are will, we. so oh, yeah. I will argue. We'll very, very excited about the season premiere. Oh, I'll, br- I'll bring my... It's Sunday. I'll bring my spear... My sword, something, and we're going to argue, and we'll fight to the death. And we, when we fight to the death, we're going to have to have dangerous music playing. Uh oh. Anyway, and remind you, I'm Italian, and you will pay me a vacant. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, I forgot. Um, I just saw the season premiere of The Flash. How was um, that? Really fucking good. They go by pretty quick. <laughs> they, they did some shit that I never thought that they'd be able to pull off in in a TV show, storyline wise. The chick from Wait, that you, show. Are you caught up with Arrow? Have you been watching Arrow? No. Because I hear that they tie the episodes together. Yeah, spoiler alert, Green Arrow's in there. Well, I will not just call him Arrow. I can't do that. He's Green fucking Arrow. That's like just calling me Lancer. Candace Patton, the chick that plays Iris West, 
has jumped considerably in my hot girl meter. She's so, oh my God. She's she's gonna be one of the reasons I even watch the fucking show. So you ever get a chance? Uh-huh. Yeah, watch The Flash. It's actually pretty entertaining. And Candace Bergen? Candace Murphy? Patton. Murphy's Law? Oh yeah. It's not, is it Murphy's Law? Candace Bergen? It's not Murphy's Law. What was, what was the name of the Candace Bergen TV show? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, we got corrections for next week. <laughs> yeah, we got corrections. No, that's yeah. going to bother me now. No, no, no. We need to support our sponsor. <laughs> you might as well happens. call me Murphy from now on, because what will go wrong oh, I got it can now. go wrong. But I don't, I don't want to. Yeah, hey, exactly. Yeah. I don't want to say it, but I know what it is now. Hey, in case shit happens... Call them insurance. By the way, they're still waiting for the first I'm That Just Happened listener to uh, get a referral. He's going to give you a great deal, and he's going to support something else on the podcast, too. Nice. All right, uh, moving on from... You guys done with your I'm Actor Strong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Comic Cliff Notes, the educational portion of our podcast. Considering the fact that Nick is here and he's part of the Spectre Paranormal Investigations team, I thought it would only be fitting that, well, originally I was going to do Blade, and then we were talking about the Spectre Paranormal Investigations. I was like, why not just do the Spectre? It fits into the Halloween theme a little bit. So the Spectre came out in more four co- more fun comics. More four. More four. And seven years ago. Sorry. <laughs> More Fun Comics, number 52, back in 1940. Created by Jerry Siegel, the same guy that created arguably one of the greatest superheroes of all time, Superman. What is there to say about the Spectre? I mean, he's essentially the hand of God on Earth. He's put on Earth to exact vengeance for heinous crimes inflicted upon fellow man. One of the greatest weaknesses of the Spectre is he has to have a human host, so there's been quite a few of them. He's known as the Spirit of Vengeance, Spirit of Redemption, Avenging Wrath of God, so on and so forth. He's got almost unlimited powers. First version of him was Jim Corrigan back in the day. Awesome character. Green Hood. I've talked about Kingdom Come before. You ever read Kingdom Come, he's all over that shit, and mostly he tries to decide who needs to be punished, the metahumans or the human for a while my favorite green lantern hal jordan when he died he became the specter for a long time before rebirth and he was a badass motherfucker like the guy the black hand the specter caught up with him he's like your name's the black hand it's only fitting that it catches up with you and he fucking burned his hand off right there so yeah specter not a whole lot to say one of the most powerful beings in all the dc universe and has a religious tie which you don't see a lot in just main media anymore everyone's kind of scared of religion uh, um, that just happened. So, you ever get a chance, check out some of his comic books and stuff like that. Definitely check out Kingdom Come. He plays a very, very big role in that and kind of a comedic ending for him towards the end. And that's it. So, this was Comic Cliff Notes, the Spectre edition. you just been schooled. Booyah. Spectre Paranormal. <laughs> Investigations. Shuns. Shuns. Like the Amish. Alright, moving on from Comic Cliff Notes to Top Topics. Keeping with the Halloween theme, we're moving on to... Our favorite horror movie deaths. Ah, uh, yes. Now, it doesn't have to be the death of the main character. It doesn't have to be the death of the antagonist, whether it be Michael Myers' is one of his ten deaths. It doesn't have to be one of Freddy, who I'm actually wearing a Friday the 13th shirt. And it doesn't have to be one of his 17 deaths or anything like that, but just favorite deaths in a horror movie. I'm going to open it up to other people first, because I always feel like I'm the one that starts it off. So somebody else start off this time. Right, I'll, I'll throw <laughs> it out there. We talked about it on the show before. One of my most memorable, horrific uh, scenes that just kind of stuck me with me as a kid 
I'll never visually be able to get it out of my mind. Johnny Depp, Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger's claw comes up underneath from the bed, drags him down, gush of blood hits the ceiling. Not even a gush. That's a fucking geyser at that point. That shit is unreal. That rivaled the river of blood flowing through the hallway in The Shining. Ooh, I don't know about that. The Shining has to be one of the best fucking horror movies of all time. Even though it's wildly inaccurate from the book, but still. Nick, you got any? Well, you know, you brought Michael Myers, and uh, I'm a very, very big Michael Myers fan. Love the movies. Sucks. Except for Halloween 3. Or H2O. Yeah, H2O as well. Which I own because Uh, of Maria. But the the first Halloween, the original, by John Carpenter, Michael Myers gets shot by Dr. Loomis, falls down to the ground, and uh, they go to look for him, and the motherfucker's gone. So you knew at that point they were going to continue this on as long as they could. He's immortal. That was ballsy. It was really ballsy. ballsy. I literally just saw that last week, and there's a documentary on the Blu-ray, if you get the Blu-ray for Halloween. There's a documentary afterwards talking about the making of the movie and, Mm -hmm. you know, the casting and all that, and they talk a little bit about that. They were just like, we thought it'd be more ominous that he was just gone that you almost get confused whether he's a man or something else something supernatural very mm-hmm. bringing up the question of paranormal versus supernatural michael myers is something supernatural nice which, callback which two things one one of the two masks that they're going with they obviously went with the james t kirk mask the william shatner mask for mm-hmm. michael myers they were going to go with a clown mask at first because they thought it'd be fitting considering the fact that at the beginning of the movie he wears a clown mask to murder his sister they're right. like let's have that be a thing for him. So I was like, why didn't somebody else just make that movie at some point? And nobody really ever did. They have a couple movies sort of like that. Also, I thought it was scary as shit when Dr. Loomis pulls up to the mental institution and just all the patients are walking around. Right. Oh, that shit a, fucked yeah, me up. That, that is a great part. And he's trying to figure out why, what's going on there. there. Because Michael Myers opened that door to get out and all the other patients came and they followed him and he's in the car with the nurse. That's just a creepy scene. And that scene. old ass station wagon. <laughs> it wasn't old then. No, not then, but to us, in the, maybe. In the Volvo? In the Volvo, yeah. I think, it was, yeah, whatever. It might have been a Pontiac or an Oldsmobile or something, but it was this big-ass old Vista Cruiser yeah. station wagon, and, and here's Dr. Loomis, Donald Pleasance, the actor, going... He's gone! The, the evil's gone from evil here! <laughs> That movie's so fucking awesome. So, yeah, big Michael Myers fan. One of my favorite death scenes. He gets shot by Dr. Loomis, and uh, they turn around and look, and the motherfucker's gone. And what happened a few years later? They made a sequel, and the uh, legacy has continued on. Yeah, I'm going to go with... The death of the first girl in The Ring, when the mother opens up the closet and she's just there, huddled in the closet, and, you know, her head just falls, and you have that real high-pitched squeal. Yeah. That right there set the tone for the whole fucking movie. Like, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I think I just shit myself right now. (laughs) That was one of the best deaths, and calling back to The Shining, when he kills the black guy with the axe, just turns a corner and just hits him right in the center of the chest, right, with that fucking big-ass axe. And Jack Nicholson plays it off so well, you know, sticking his tongue out and everything like that, I was like... that was a gruesome fucking death. I don't think uh, Liz and David might let it go if I uh, didn't mention Samuel Jackson in Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Does that count as a horror movie, though? Sure. Horror sharks. It's not right? sci-fi. That's it's not before Sharknado. It's not a romantic comedy, exactly. It's kind of it sci-fi. They're experimenting on sharks. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I'll give it to you. I mean, Jaws was a horror movie. Is it? Oh, th- at what that time, yeah. Considered, yeah. yeah, at that time, horror movie. I'll give you that. You know, back, back then, they were like, okay, it was a phobia. Everybody's worried about what sharks are coming at them. My dad said that nobody went to beaches that summer. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I still watch Jaws. I'm like, I ain't going to Florida anytime soon. Hawaii, California, anywhere near the fucking sea. I just want to say, smile, you son of a bitch, at a shark one day, and then just run. Can't run in the water. 
No, I'll run. I'll pull a Jesus move real quick on that shit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I also want to do a... Wow, taking it back to Latin. Yeah, well, you're pulling Jesus moves. No religion on the podcast. <laughs> the death in Resident Evil when they're trying to figure out how the lasers work, which I hate the fucking Resident Evil franchise, but still, when that one guy's trying to dodge all the laser beams that are coming at him, and then there's just like two beams coming at him, and he figured out how to move it, and then it turns into a grid, and he just stands there. Awesome death. Just gets sectioned off right there. That was so, pretty good death. It was extreme, but good. Good death. The death scene in It, when, well, it's not it's a death scene, I guess, when the guy just commits suicide in the tub, I think that would be the way to go when you're up against a giant spider alien creature that takes the form of a clown which i'm not scared of clowns there's one day i left work and i was about to jump on the expressway i looked to my left and then the car next to me was about six clowns just staring right at me and i was like wow if i was anybody else that was scared of clowns i would have died right now i'd have been shooting at him (laughs) (laughs) well going on the subject of i'm looking over at your movies and i see insidious that death scene at the very end you think everything's over it's calm the guy runs in into the netherworld and he rescues his son but he brought back something with him and he ends up choking that lady I mean that's a good death scene too yeah because, you know, yes. that, and then it goes into Insidious Part 2 which like Halloween is one of the rare movies that continues that night right kind of like wrecked yeah mm-hmm. which is off actually it, no, it went right in with the police questioning the, mm-hmm. the wife your husband the <laughs> fingerprints everything else it goes right into Insidious Part 2 so you're sitting there going oh okay yeah that's one of those things you could watch Insidious 1 straight into Insidious 2 and and not miss a beat. It's hard to do. It's hard to do with the movie. You almost have to work backwards. Oh, the surgery scene in The Thing. John Carpenter is The Thing. Mm-hmm. When the guy goes to put the paddles into the dying man's chest and it just opens up and he chomps down at him. And that whole fucking scene is amazing. Amazing. One of the best deaths in any movie ever. Or in Alien when, you know, the alien pops out of the guy's chest. Yeah, I was waiting for you to bring up Alien. <laughs> Sorry. The fact that that shit happened, that was, uh, that was pretty cool. It's iconic. It's an iconic death scene right there. I forget which paranormal activity it was where that dude gets bent in half a la Johnny Knox. Was it the third it's... one or the second one? Was it the first thing or the second thing? That's with the, the third one. The third one? The third one? That's the one that took place back in the 80s, right? I don't remember. He was in the house of the, the coven, I guess. Oh, yeah, that was the second one, wasn't it? Where they go to the, the no, house that... of the coven? No. That was the third one. Third one. Okay. Third one. That shit scared the fuck out of me. When he turns on the light and they're just all those old women standing there. And they're there, walking like, to the, the door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're coming up to the door. <laughs> I was freaking out. <laughs> and it takes a lot to scare me like that and that was good i don't give a fuck what anybody says anybody that says paranormal activity wasn't scary go fuck yourself that shit fucked me up well wasn't there an alternate ending to part one spoiler where katie comes up to the camera and just carves herself up there were three endings i believe there was that one there was the one that they called the spielberg spielberg ending which is the one that's actually in the movie because i guess they screened it for steven spielberg and he's like no keep the one where her fucking face changes that's that's the winning one Mm -hmm. which when you get a green light from steven spielberg to do anything that's genius Right. And I think Paranormal Activity beat out Halloween as the uh, most inexpensive movie made that grossed the most profit. Right. Because before that, Halloween had the crown achievement on that shit. Really? It, Blair Witch didn't, uh, wasn't up there? I don't no, think so. Not, not to this level. You know, going back to Halloween, they, uh, reading up on it, they filmed it in California, even though it was supposed to be in a fictitious city of Haddonfield, Illinois. Mm-hmm. However, the one, act, I think it was an uh, actress or, or a producer or somebody, was from a town called Haddonfield, New Jersey. So that's how they came across the name, and they, they just made it Illinois. She's the one that does the handwork for young Michael Myers in the beginning. She's okay. 
one that grabs a knife and puts the mask on the camera. And okay. Shit, that's actually her. They said that film was so low budget as far as the camera work. And, and really, with camera work in that movie, it was kind of like pioneer camera work. But the movie was so low budget, and it was filmed in California, but they were trying to depict fall in Illinois. So they went, and they had to get plastic garbage bags full of leaves to put on the ground and everything to make it feel so real and on camera and everything. So, yeah, low-budget movie, but they had to pick activity. up the leaves after every scene. Every scene, now, yeah. how how low-budget are we talking? Are we talking... Like 30 grand. Seriously? And Blair Witch wasn't... I mean, I, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check the stats on that. But How I, much were those three fucking kids getting paid? It was like, you know, it was a movie in the woods. But they, they weren't really... Out. <laughs> No set. I mean, even Paranormal Activity took place in the house of the director. I mean, it was just, it was even a smart move for them to say, why don't we move out of the house? And, and the Spectre Paranormal Investigator that was with them was like, no, it won't do you any good for you to move. That was a genius move in terms of writing because that made the people believe that, okay, they'll stick around in this house. <coughs> Whatever. Because what's everyone's first thing that they scream at the television screen anytime something scary happens? Move! The film Blair Witch Project cost $22,000 to make. Wow. And it grossed $240 million in the theaters. That movie sucks. It did suck. Yep. Yeah. It was cool when they had that marketing campaign where we actually thought that shit was real. It yeah, did. You know. yeah, same thing with Paranormal Activity. <coughs> yeah. You know, they made everybody think it was real. I think I mentioned it before. I saw Paranormal Activity by myself in the theater. That shit was rough. Also, Insidious was another one of those movies where it's saw the whole let's move out of the house thing because they did move and nothing changed well i actually i watched insidious by myself and i have to say that hit you yeah oh yeah that little kid dancing around to tiny tim you know what the first time i seen that movie i didn't catch that the second time i seen it i then then i caught him standing in the corner when she walks through like the the, laundry laundry room room or whatever and he's standing in the corner i seen it and then i'm like holy shit i never (laughs) oh my god i was like i got chills all over again i was like the fuck that kid was standing right there. That's as fucked up as three men and a baby. You ever see that? Yeah, with the ghost and the and the, the painting drapes. or the drapes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that and like <laughs> somebody, one of my cousins said, "Oh yeah, you know, there's a ghost in this scene," and we're like, "Get the fuck out of here," kind of thing. And then they were just watching it, and we don't want to watch the movie. We just want to see the ghost. We're like, "There's no fucking way." And then you know the camera pans, and there's the quote unquote cardboard cutout of Ted Danson. It's up there for no whatever reason. Right. And yeah, everybody in the room screamed their fucking brain. Out. It was like 10 of us, you know, at the age of 14, sc- screaming in the upstairs bedroom. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, back to the actual topic at hand. Any more horror movie deaths that strike you guys? You know, I'm trying to think of, there's gotta be a good scene in Terminator somewhere. Because I, I just, I know we got off, well, my brain got off tangent when we started talking about low budget. Because I just listened to, and again, at um, that just happened, we're not practitioners of Podnogamy. We listen to other podcasts, of course. Um, I just listened to the Adam Carolla podcast with Robert Patrick and how they were talking about how great the original Terminator was as a horror movie, how it was low budget. We were talking about budgets, but, you know, Terminator, the original was like $8 million, which is kind of low budget for what you got. But I'm trying to think if there were any good death scenes in T1. T2, obviously with Robert Patrick, it has the uh, finger blade into the lady's ear, that kind of thing. I don't remember any more of the deaths in Terminator, the original. Are you Terminator. Sarah Connor? And then he busts the fucking <laughs> door open and shoots. I am Arnold, the governor of Caliph. Cauliflower. Nick, you got any? That's it. The Michael Myers uh, original Halloween, That's to me, is the best one. That and when he shoves the knife in the boyfriend. He just up, oh. up on the pantry yeah, door. up on the pantry shit. door, yeah. That's a pretty awesome scene. If you guys got a special one that we didn't happen to cover, hit up our Facebook page, write down a post of your favorite horror movie deaths. I'm sure we're missing a shit ton of them, and 
people are probably getting upset. Or hashtag on Twitter, U-T-J-H. Or that, yeah. If you can fit it into 160 characters. I think we're done with the scenes, but I'm going to lighten up a little bit with Paul Rubin from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, (laughs) where he takes the whole movie to die. Even after the end credits, there's just like a little bit of a scene with him. You say Paul Rubin. Are you talking about Paul Rubin and Pee Wee Herman? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh. Where's my bike? Yeah. Have you ever seen the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie? No. Oh, God. It's oh, not a good movie, no. but it's a, it's a cult classic, I guess. Yeah. Was it Donald Sutherland <laughs> plays uh, Giles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kiefer Sutherland's father. Yeah. And Luke Perry is in it, just because Luke Perry was popular at the time. <laughs> Had nothing to do with the movie. And so and was Christy uh, Swanson. From Ferris Bueller's Day Off or The Chase. Oh my god. Hillary Swank was in it. Wait, Christy Swanson? Maybe I'm thinking Hillary Swank. No, not, it's not Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank's in it. Was she? Yeah, she plays... She's one of the extras. Yeah, she, no, no, she, she plays a... Spe- she has a speaking role and everything like that. Who? Who's the fucking David Arquette's in it, too? Oh, yeah, he's one of the vampires. He's Pike's friend. Yeah. Nerd alert. All right, moving on to our promotional segment. The only thing I was going to promote was Challengers Comics and Conversation. Like I mentioned before, they're on Western Avenue, right by Armitage, just south of Armitage on the uh, east side of the street. Check them out. You can't miss them. Uh, they got comic book stuff all over their windows, so check them out as soon as you can. It's Challengers comics and conversation. Nick? I like to promote Ghost Stop in Florida. If anybody's out there that's uh, an aspiring paranormal investigator, check them out. GhostStop.com and you can get some equipment and start out and do what you guys got to do. And also check us out and inbox us and we'll be here to uh, help you out in any way along the way. So that's it for me. GhostStop.com What about your whole thing? Oh, well, yeah. Spectre Paranormal. You know, I don't, like, I don't like promoting myself. Yeah, 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 do, I it. Feel, do it. Do it now. Yeah, Spectre Paranormal. www.facebook slash Spectre Paranormal. And feel free to post any uh, paranormal experiences, stories, pictures, whatnot on our page. And we'll be happy to uh, review them, look them over, and and discuss it with you. I'm going to promote again our Fuck Foxes Fantastic Four movement. (laughs) Check out our page. Take the pledge. Let's all... uh, Show these Hollywood fucks that they shouldn't be messing with our movie. Don't fuck with the mouse. Not going to be any merch. So do whatever you can to avoid this movie from getting made. So we can live up to the uh, the pledge Buy because no merch from Mar- Marvel says that they're not going to give them rights to to put out any merchandise for the movie. That's how pissed off that they are that they're making it. Unless Kate Mara gets naked, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, unless there's a naked doll of Kate Mara that I can play with, that's not going to happen either. Well, <laughs> sick fucks. Any uh, any other promotions? Let's advance the uh, stop all things Kardashian and Kanye West. I yeah, movement. I'll agree with that. I, yeah. yeah, that's a good promotion. Stop supporting them it includes uh, Bruce Jenner and I don't know one of the brothers' socks. Right, the whole stupid ass clan. Yeah, <laughs> let's just let's let's find some better entertainment, guys. There's got to be something better out there to watch. Buy American on nine eleven. It's uh, stick it back to the terrorists who are trying to ruin our economy by investing more money into our economy. So we got about uh, a little less than a year. We got eleven months till the next nine eleven. Let's make it our new Black Friday. For my brewer nights, hit us up at Casbar. I'll be there uh, Thursday, uh, eh, give or take every other Thursday or so, for, you know, just bar banger pool, great place to watch a Bears game, throw some darts, you know, local neighborhood bar in Berwyn, great place to go. And I'd also like to promote one last time, Candace Patton. She is very hot. She's on the Flash TV show. Check her out. Does she flashes? No. Also, on the Flash TV show... The guy that played the Flash in the 90s TV show plays the Flash's dad. I thought that was awesome. Flashback, if you will. Oh my god, I can't even talk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well I guess let's call that a podcast. Signing off from the FTC, I'm Rodney Sinio. Um, I'm Adam Flores. And I'm Nick Lantini. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, hope you had a good time. Very nice job. And uh, without further ado, um, 
that just happened. Price is right, Jingle?